This is Bumping Into Walls, a show about living with vision loss, the challenges, the successes, and the day-to-day walls we all bump into. Welcome to Bumping Into Walls. I'm Catherine McLeod, coming to you from the serenely sanitized studios of CJSW 90.9 FM. And don't worry, uh, dear station manager, that doesn't mean that I'm burning incense or smoking any of those herbal cigarettes. All it means is that I'm very serene and very much in my happy place. And I have good news for all of you. It won't be much longer that you will have to only listen to me. There will soon be other people on the show, I promise. In the meantime, I have a wonderful interview coming up for you with another one of my favorite people from the Calgary CNIB, and aren't they all, Miss Kathy Cohane. So why don't we all settle back and give a listen well, I am on the phone with one of my favorite people. I have a lot of favorite people at CNIB, as our listeners might have guessed. And today I am speaking with Kathy Colhane. Welcome to Bumping Into Walls, Kathy. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> Kathy and Kathy. <laughs> we have our own show. <laughs> yes. Um, now, what is your actual title at CNIB, Kathy? Uh, my actual title is Independent Living Skills Specialist. Oh, well, that's a big, long title for such a little person. <laughs> <laughs> or ILS for short, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and in addition to all of the things that you do for individual clients, you also hold seminars throughout the year for other skills. Yes, you do. And we are going to speak about two of those uh, seminars today. And those are very important for people with vision loss because, of course, we all want to do our best to look good and to have other skills as well, don't we? Yes, of course. Yes. So the first one we're going to speak about is one that actually I have attended myself and it was a lot of fun and that was a makeup seminar so uh, now that one uh, now do you usually bring in a guest to speak about that or do you talk about that on your own? I will um, I've had workshops on makeup application and I've had actual makeup artists come in and, and demonstrate you know, how to apply your makeup, what, what, what is a concealer, what is foundation, what is eyeshadow, what is, you know, eyeliner, all of that for people, because there's some people who are not makeup savvy and they, they need to know like, well, what does it mean when it says this and what does it do when it says that, right? So, um, and so the makeup artist will go around and she kind of actually will touch your face. Like she'll, she'll ask you, of course, if she can touch your face and, yes. and she'll sort of give you an idea of where to like apply blush. 
Um, you know, which kind of foundation might work better for your skin? Is it better to have a cream? Is it better to have a powder? Um, and then color-wise, like she can she can say to you, oh yeah, you know, Kathy, um, you know, this this red lipstick would look really good on you, especially because you wear a lot of red, um, or you know, this nice brownie color would look nice on you or whatever. Like she can give you the colors that would look best on your face. Um, because I'm, I'm terrible for that. Like I don't, especially foundation, um, what you think the color of your skin is, isn't necessarily what you buy, right? It could be a lot lighter. It could be a lot darker. So, um, these, and you know, especially if you go, like I find if I go into Shoppers Drug Mart, for instance, because they are not dedicated to one brand, they are actually much better at giving me because if I don't if I have a certain budget to keep, I'll say, look, I have this much money that I want to spend, and then they can find you know the right kind of price point as well as a nice you know uh, makeup for you at the same time, and they're not getting commission. They're not you know oh, but it has to be Clinique or oh, it has to be you know Estee Lauder or whatever. Right. It's it's their you know they're not biased, so they can they can give you that wide range. Um, and also like I mean, and you you know they can. It's also good to know maybe if you are allergic to certain uh, chemicals or whatever in makeup that you might want to let people know that like if you are you know if you've tried a certain brand and and it's reacted with your skin you know you can say oh I don't like that brand because it it, I've actually broken out with it um and then the makeup artist can also tell you sort of maybe give you an idea of what your type is so there's combination where maybe you're oily on your forehead your nose and your chin um or you're dry right you could get the flakiness in your skin and then they can give you those products and advise you on certain products to wear um, and also just moisturize, 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 um, sunscreen, sunscreen is so important on your face, um, helps with the brown spots, helps with wrinkles, helps with sunburn, all of that stuff. And it's not just for women. I mean, men, men need to know how to take care of their oh, facial yes, skin as do. well. Absolutely. I mean, my partner has very dry skin and he does have to use moisturizer. Right. And it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like men need to to keep up with that too, because less lines for them. And like you said, the dryness, like it'll really make them feel better to know that, you know, their skin isn't cracking. It's, you know, actually got some moisture back into it. And, and uh, especially, you know, again, and and men need to use that sunscreen as well on their face and, um, yeah, there's nothing to be ashamed of for those men out well, there. Well, I don't think, I don't think he, well, I know he isn't ashamed. He wants to take care mm-hmm. of his skin. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, and that's, you know, that's another good thing about, uh, you know, like when I've held these workshops in the past, I've always said like men are welcome, right? Um, because it's not, I mean, yeah, we get carried away with some of the makeup stuff, but um, she does talk about, I try to have her talk about, you know, other other than just makeup, it's your skin, um, period, right? Like even if you don't like to wear makeup it's necessarily, um, it's still, you might want to wear some lip gloss or just to keep your lips moist, you know, you can wear tinted lip gloss um, for women or men can just wear, you know, whatever they want. Well, yes, there is um, just that stuff that you put on your lips that doesn't have any color to it, a chapstick. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, I, because like I said, I mean, I can, I can kind of give tips on how to, to apply certain, like your makeup and, and uh, to use different, you know, you can use like cotton swabs and you can use um, Q-tips and things like that. Or when you're applying mascara, for instance, it's good to maybe kind of put your finger underneath your lashes and then blink. And then some of that mascara can come off on your fingers and, you know, just rinse it all off. Use, yeah. You know, kind of don't go too heavy on a lot no, of the makeup. I you don't, don't need do a lot that, of that so much anymore, though, because of having to use eye drops mm-hmm. so much. It makes yes. a mess. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not a big I'm not a big eye makeup person either because, um, you know, if we have to wear sunglasses a lot of the time or reading glasses or glasses, period, um, you know, it's it's not like people are going to really notice. Um, plus, I just because, we, you know, you and I both have some eye issues. It's it's not something I want to have in my eye. I don't want to have makeup goop you know, yeah. in my eye and, and, and make my eye even worse. So, and you go to the I mean, ophthalmologist and the ophthalmologist says, what have you been doing? Right. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to look like you've been uh, punching yourself in the eye, you yeah. know, yeah. makeup surrounding your eye and, and things like that. So, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, other than going to a family wedding and the sister of one of my sisters-in-law doing a real makeover on all of us, I generally put my own makeup on. So, because I know one of my sisters-in-law looked at me, she said, I'm not putting your makeup on when I pulled out my uh, lip gloss. And I said, don't worry, I'm going to do it myself. I'm perfectly capable. And I usually do use a Q-tip to uh, kind of dab around the edge of my lips. Mm-hmm. Just to just to make sure that everything is okay. Yep. And again, if you are, you know, putting on eyeshadow or mascara or something like that, um, you know, it's best to kind of close your eyes when you're doing your mascara because you don't want that wand going right into your no. eye. So yeah, and even if you had like, a, you could even put like a little Kleenex or something underneath there too, just so you know, if you got extra, if you have extra mascara on, then it can kind of fall into the Kleenex and yeah. things like that too. So um, yeah, there's all these different kind of pointers um, for makeup, but for color, because I don't see color that great, I totally recommend clients just ask um, a professional. Um, about certain, especially with lipsticks and everything, right? They can they can kind of tell you, oh, well, this color's in this season, or um, you know, people who love makeup can go crazy, right? They can maybe change their makeup up once in a while, and and again, keeping an eye, and it's always important to ask, how long does this makeup last? Like mascara, yeah. how often do I need to change this out? And because it's around your eye. I would definitely find out, well, what's the expiry on makeup, right? uh, Yeah, I wouldn't keep it very long. Because I I would say eye makeup probably six months at the most. I think that's what I've heard too, Um, especially mascara. I think it's about six months. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't trust it any longer than that. I really wouldn't. And And, eyeliner, the same thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and we all forget because if you if you start buying a bit of makeup here and there, and you start throwing it into a drawer or whatever, you might forget how long have I had this, right? If you don't remember when you bought it, it's probably safe to throw it out. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You just you just it's better just to be safe than sorry for things like that. My mother always had a motto: if in doubt, throw it out. Throw it out. Yeah, but. (laughs) 
<laughs> and again, if you are, like with makeup, again, you want to be organized to so make sure you're labeling it as you buy it kind of yes. thing, right? Especially with, with lipstick. Um, you know, it's better, you know, I know we all love our lipstick, but like you, you were saying you just wear lip gloss and, and that's fine. And it's just like, but for those who want a lot of colored lipstick, you know, you have to just be careful that, you know, you are labeling that because if you are going to be wearing a red shirt, you don't want to put on purple lipstick or something, uh-huh. right? <laughs> so, well, I wouldn't wear purple anyway. <laughs> but, you know, for those people that are, you know, thinking, oh, well, I'm going to buy like 12 different colors. It's like, well, I hope you know which colors you've bought. Um, and that's why, again, just to keep it simple. I mean, there's so many, you know, colors of lipstick that go with everything. You know, like it's just uh, it's just asking and, and knowing, okay, I'm going to buy two lipsticks or three lipsticks and I know that. I think two is probably the most anybody really needs, but that's that's my viewpoint. (laughs) This is Bumping Into Walls on CJSW 90.9 FM. Uh, With your wardrobe uh, seminars, Kathy, how do you start with those? Um, So with the wardrobe, um, the seminars that I hold, like I... I guess it's just more asking clients exactly what their issues are. Um, wardrobes are very uh, broad. So when people say to me, oh, I'm having issues with my closet and things like that, I kind of get them to specify what, what exactly it is. So majority of the time it's organizing your closet, um, how to know what colors you're wearing, if you're matching, um, things like that. So what I recommend to clients is to, you know, have for those clients who have some vision, to have uh, better lighting in their closet. Uh, A lot of places, closets tend to not have the most sufficient lighting. So it's really difficult for people to sort of see, is this gray, is this brown, is this black, is this navy? So um, first of all, I say, well, make sure you have sufficient lighting. Then I kind of say, if you can do it from light to dark, um, so have all your whites on one side and then gradually get to your blacks on the other side. Um, and then even if it's in, depending on the size of your, your house and, and how much room you have, it, the best thing to do is if you do have the extra closet space to try to get rid of your seasonal clothes. So if it's summer, don't have all your winter clothes in there. Um, if it's winter, don't have all your summer clothes in there so that you have the room to maneuver your um, hangers and, you know, you're not reaching in grabbing a sweater when you really just wanted to grab shorts or something like that. So for those clients, though, that who do not have that space to do so, uh, you can use Rubbermaid containers. Uh, you can kind of try to put some of the clothes under a bed or um, or just move them to the very back of your closet or to the very, like a maybe move all your clothes that you're not going to be wearing to the left and then have all the clothes that you are going to be wearing in the middle to the right or however you, whatever's easiest for the client. Um, if they want to wear a particular tie with a shirt, um, maybe try to have the tie around the hanger on the shirt so that it's all together. Um, same with a skirt and a blouse. Like if it's a blouse that goes with that, that skirt, then try to hang those together. Um, and then sometimes if it's earrings that you want to wear with that skirt and blouse, you could put a Ziploc, put them in a Ziploc bag and then hang them over the hanger so it's all together. 
Um, you know, it's just different ways of labeling your clothes as well. Because once people put their clothes in the laundry, then it's the it, then it's the task of putting the hanger, like putting the clothes back on the right hanger that they got it from. Um, but again, that's up to the client how they want to organize that too. So again, if the client has some vision, they could use different colors, different colored hangers. They could use different colored um, labeling devices to put on their hangers. So like, uh, you know, they could get a recipe card and, and write in big letters, you know, BLK for black or, you know, red or whatever it is that they are uh, putting back on the hanger. Um, again, if they're not, if they're totally blind, um, you know, I have a, I had a colleague who used to staple the inside hem of the bottom of his pants. So he would staple like the black pair so that when he was doing laundry, you know, he would know, oh, these are my black pair, not my navy. Um, and then, you know, he would just, he would just know his clothes. So like, it's best not to go into a store and buy five or six of the same colored t-shirts you might want to just buy like one or two or try to find clothes that have a little bit of distinction to them like in the laundry room you know I tell clients if if uh, you kind of sort your laundry in different ways like your darks your whites your towels your color right have maybe even like three or four different either bags or or laundry baskets so that you know and you can label those or you can do however you want to label your your basket so that you know okay I'm doing all my darks now. Now I've done my darks. Now I'm going to do my whites and things like that. Um, I know with socks, like socks are my nemesis because I I have a lot of socks and I, they're all different. So when it comes to organizing my socks, I get a little frustrated because the color for me, the color is going and I can't always tell like what color it is. So I have to kind of buy now socks that have a little bit of distinctive either coloring to them or style to them. Um, so I'm able to see those properly. Um, and I know I'm not, you know, some people um, have just one color. Right? That's they what I do. I, I have <laughs> one color of socks and sometimes I go crazy and buy a bag of another color of socks. So I'll have either white socks or black socks. And because I can distinguish between white and black, I'm fine. Ah, and that's see, and that's good too. Like a lot of, and I know that's what a lot of people do. So like some of us who are who are crazy decide that they want all different types of socks. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then we put them in the laundry, and it's like, now what do I do? Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I mean, the summer is a little easier because I just wear sandals, and I don't have to worry about yeah, <laughs> about yeah. socks. But, or or nylons. Or yeah. nylons, exactly. It's mm. like, oh. But if you know, again, with clients who are have no vision at all, um, they can use certain apps like you know, Be My Eyes or Era or Ira or whatever it's called. It's called um, Ira, it, and it's spelled with an A, a I yeah. R A. Believe it or not. Yeah. But I I have I do have a color app on my phone. Um. Yeah. So those are kind of just basic stuff that people can do. Like there is no hard and fast rule on, you know, how do I, how do I do this? But when you have the apps like the Ira and the Be My Eyes, you can get somebody to, if you live on your own, you, those apps are good because then the people on the other line, on the other end can say, yes, that matches or no, it needs ironing or, you know, oh, you have a stain on there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I found that I was reading an article and it said that 
club soda, if you have a can of club soda, that actually helps with a lot of stains. And yes. so it's a cheap, easy way, to, and it's something you can just carry with you or have at your desk. So mm-hmm. if you do accidentally have, you know, some salad dressing falls or sauce or whatever, you can try and dab that out as quickly as possible so that you're not thinking, oh my gosh, I have to walk around the office like um, this all day now. More socially um, respectable than white wine. Right. <laughs> Or red for them. Well, I don't think red takes out stains. <laughs> no, no. It, it puts stains in, actually. Yes. So, and, and wine wine is also an option. I mean, you can drink it and, and you know, you can, you can take away stains. So yes. it's a two-in-one deal. Yeah, um, just say, I'm not drinking on the job. <laughs> I have it here, so if I get a stain, I can take it out. That's right. Just just read uh, the all the uh, helpful home tips. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, you know, cause, and it's good, too, if you're in a restaurant and, and you've spilt something, too, right, then, you know, you can always say to the waiter, hey, do you guys have some club soda that I can yeah. just dab away, right? So, um, and again, too, like, even if you had, like, extra clothes, you could bring an extra shirt or an extra pair of pants or something that you can keep at the office just in case, you know, something like that happens and you think, oh, well, you know, I don't, I have a meeting to go to and, and, you know, I'll just, you know, I have this extra pair of clothes in the office. That kind of thing helps sometimes too. Um, But it's up to, you know, again, some people don't have that option to do that, but, um, you know, it is just something to be aware of. I think we all tend to get a little bit too much stuff in our closets Mm -hmm. too. And it's really good too. Yeah. So if, you know, you haven't worn a piece of clothing for at least two years. Oh, probably you know. less than that. Yeah, or yeah. even less than that. It's time It's time to get rid of it. You know, like if you keep saying to yourself, well, I'm going to fit into those jeans. I know I am. No, you're not. And no, you're not. I mean, after two years, you're probably not. And it's just easier to just you know, maybe get rid of those clothes and, you know, give them to Value Village or, or a charity or something or give them to a friend who might need some extra mm-hmm. clothes or whatever because it's always good to thin out your closet for sure because you really don't need a lot of this, all of that clothing in there. Um, I know some people have clothes like jackets from like 20, 25 years ago. They still have them in their closet. And it's like, really, well, why? I mean, you know, the style has probably gone away. Um, it's probably not as warm as you think it is or as stylish as you think it is. Or maybe it just isn't you. And That's right. And maybe it's not you. Exactly. Or it might be too small or it might be too big or however it works. Right. But it is just also good just to have a really good clean out once in a while of your closet and just sort of go, do I really need, you know, 18 pairs of jeans? Oh, right? no, <laughs> nobody, nobody needs that. The other rule that I heard once upon a time was to take clothes that you haven't worn and turn the hanger around on your clothes rack. And if six months later that hanger is still turned around and you haven't used it, then you're probably not ever going to wear that garment. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And do you keep your shoes in boxes? Yes, I do. You do. Yeah, I know some people do that, and it is a good idea because it does, well, first of all, it keeps you organized. Second, you can easily label the Mm -hmm. box so you know what's in there. And third, it helps keep the dust away. Yes. So, And it does help 
you know, keep your shoes in better condition. Yeah, and they're not scattered all over the closet. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. We have our really nice stuff, we have our casual stuff, and then we have our lays about on a Sunday afternoon kind yeah, of clothes, right? Yeah. Or workout clothes yeah. or whatever. And and the hang hang down to our knees stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But I never I never dry any of my T shirts in the dryer. I hang all of them to yes, dry. Me too. Me too. And that's important to know that too. Anything that's 100% cotton and you don't want to have shrunk or, or any other material that you do not want to have shrunk, then do not put them in the dryer. Um, like you said, hang to dry. Uh, make sure that you're hanging them flat because yes. obviously they can get those little knobby things if they're oh, hanging yeah. on a, you know, if they're hanging wrong or something like that. so well, and, and in the dryer, they knock against each other and yes. get those knobby things. But but some of my T-shirts actually say on them not to put in the dryer. So right. I don't want to get any, because I can't read the labels anymore, I don't want to get any of them mixed up. So. Of course. And that's also true as well when you are buying any kind of clothes that, like, again, if it's a dress or, or if it's a nice item of clothing that you might have to get dry cleaned once in a while, you know, that's okay. But you want to make sure that you're not buying a lot of clothes, that you're going to have to spend a lot of money getting no. dry cleaned. No. Um, you know, if it's just a nice T-shirt you want to buy, like that's great but just yeah be aware of the material be aware of you know is this going to pill right away uh and when i say pilling for those who don't know what i mean it's all those little um, knobby pieces that kind of tend to show up on your clothing and it doesn't make it look very good um you know you can wash your clothes inside out to kind of maintain some color i always do even my jeans my my partner he's just like why do you do that i said because i was taught back in the day, to always turn all of my trousers inside out, do the zippers up, and put them in the wash that way. And that's what I always do. Yeah. Just what I do. Yeah, and again, just yeah, making sure that you're, you know, not putting bleach in with your dark colors, things like that. Like just, you know, common sense things, right? But sometimes if people don't realize, oh, I, you know, I got my white T-shirt mixed up with, yeah. you know, these jeans or whatever. Like it's just just being aware of what you own, you know, kind of feel your material. Um, yeah, like I, that's what I do sometimes too in a store. I'll just feel the material, and if I don't like that, then yeah. I don't buy it, right? No. So. Exactly. Well, if you don't like the feel of it on your hand, you're not going to mm-hmm. like it on your body. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so those are just things that, you know, people just kind of just keep an eye on that and, and, and just be aware of, of the type of material you're buying. And then do you know how to actually wash it? Um, you know, what do you like? And always keep stain removers. Speaking of the, the club soda, but if at home, always keep a um, stain remover in your laundry area just so that you know if you did forget that you forgot to take that stain out right away you know try and try and soak it again and a bit of stain remover or whatever just just to be on the safe side and and don't leave your stains too long because they do set that's right that's right exactly and try to yeah try to treat it as soon as possible um guess that's a wrap okay Thank you so much, Kathy. Oh, you're very welcome. I very much appreciate it. You have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks, you too. Have a good weekend. Okay, then. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye. This is Catherine McLeod. Just as a reminder, Kathy Colhane, in her position at the Calgary CNIB, does several seminars every year during normal times, along with wardrobe and makeup. She does 
other things as well with living skills to help the clients and different living skills to help clients in their own to, to help clients be able to live in their own homes cooking for one thing and other things to be able to find out what she is offering once things are back to normal check the CNIB calendar and you will be amazed what you will find there thank you very much for listening and check us out again next time Tune in next time to see what people, places, or things we've been bumping into. To contact Bumping Into Walls, find us on Twitter at into underscore walls. Or send us an email at bumpingintowalls at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, bumpingintowalls.wordpress.com. Bumping Into Walls is produced edited and hosted by Jesse Trigarthen, Anthony Hodges, and Catherine McLeod.